0: Hello, this is Angelica Yingst, and you're listening to Centered, Grounded Conversations About the Metaphysical. Today's conversation is with my unofficial co-host and tarot comrade, Kira Pauls. I think at this point she might not need an introduction because I keep inviting her back on, and I do that because we literally text each other a few times a week saying, hey, this thing happened. We should talk about it on the podcast. You know, I'm winging this podcast thing. And just to divert from Kira for a moment, I just want to say that spoken word and podcasts and even radio way before podcasts even existed was such a vital part of my rearing and my education. And spoken word is just a huge part of what has made me me. I've did a few essays in the past couple episodes and, um, maybe that's not how this podcast should be used, but I feel like this is a perfect medium for someone like me. And I thank you for letting me use it to share my thoughts and my ideas and also the thoughts and ideas of people I really admire and have come to love. Um, I hope my creative approach to this gives you permission to play too. Um, So let's get back to Kira. Um, So Kira and I both work with tarot for our own personal soul work. And then we also teach tarot and we do tarot readings for a living. And Kira even uses it in her sessions with clients as a social worker and therapist. I mean, isn't she like the coolest therapist ever? Um, (laughs) I think so. Um, So today we're like diving into tarot talk, Um, but I think it far transcends the tarot because we're talking about archetypes. Um, Kira has training in archetypal analysis from a Jungian perspective. So it gives her this really unique experience and um, understanding of what we call the cards of the year. So... Um, I explain how we get to that point of figuring out what card is for what year, and it's all with numerology, but um, we're working with archetypes for the entire year. So we really talk about what does that mean and how do you come to that conclusion and how do you work with like the shadow and the light. So a little more about Kira, obviously she's a social worker, a therapist and a tarot reader. She's also certified as a shadow retrieval facilitator. Kira is trained as a yoga teacher and a massage therapist. She's a practicing witch and a druid. And so this year um, we were talking about um, the emperor. We talked about it, I believe it was in June. We I had an episode with her where we talked about the emperor as the card of the year. And so we'll be talking about the emperor today. We'll also be talking about the Hierophant, which is the card of 2021. We'll be kind of looking at the devil at, and um, even we even talk about death, temperance, the devil and the tower, um, some other cards of the year. And we talk about our personal cards of the year. In this episode, we do talk about politics. Um, so, you know, if you are done hearing about politics, maybe not the best episode for you. I mean, we don't go into the nitty gritty detail or anything, but we do mention it. So you can find Kira online at awintarot.com So that's A-W-E-N-T-A-R-O-T.com. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kira Pauls. So let's start talking about what it means to work with an archetype or a card of the year. So one of the interesting things about the Rider Waite is that the major arcana are only 20 one cards basically because you don't really you don't use the fool do you in archetype work no
1: no yeah well i mean so i'll i'll use the fool in archetype work but not in regards to like a, a birth card or a year yeah. card or anything since we can't but yeah um i will work with it some yeah yeah I mean, it's more like i mean the fool being like an archetype for like the authentic self like mm-hmm. the, the inner child yeah the divine child or whatever but yeah but yeah
0: <laughs> but there's no real like number that corresponds with it because it's a zero and you can yeah. never really get a z- to a zero yeah um so for people who don't know how to figure out your birth card or the card of the year so if we're talking about the card, like, I guess the way I use it is I use a card of the year that is the same card for every single person on the wor- in the world who's following the Julian calendar, I guess. Is it the Julian or the, yeah, it's Julian, I guess. I, I think so. <laughs> Where you add, it's all 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is funny because we could use the Jewish year, you know, <laughs> we could use mm-hmm. the year. But if we use 2021, we basically take each digit of that number and add it together. And it works whether you do like 20 plus 21. Then you would just get 41 and 4 plus 1 equals 5. Or you could do 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1 and you still get 5. So it really doesn't matter how you add it up. You always get the same same number. And then for your, do you do birth card too? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I do birth cards too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And so with birth card, you use your month plus the date of your birthday plus the year of your birth. That's your birth card. Yeah. And then if you are working with a personal card of the year, you add your birth month, birth date, and then the current year that you're working with. Mm-hmm. So just to get that out of the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah what's your birth card strength strength okay okay and yours is the hierophant right yeah
0: hierophant yeah yeah <laughs> which is the card of 2021, 2021. yeah 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 but so I really loved we talked in June and you talked about the United States's birth card and if we use July 4th 1776 right and how this year was
1: a tower year right? <laughs> yeah right? yeah that's, I think you're right yeah I'm like I'm like thinking let me do that math there's 11 plus
0: four is 15 no devil year oh devil
1: year and so ne- next, next year is a tower tower 20- well you know what I mean <clears throat> I don't know about you but it kind of makes it kind of makes sense because whenever I've experienced like in my personal life the progression of like the devil to the tower like there's times that the tower is kind of like a big relief after what you knew was really toxic for a long time
0: absolutely absolutely you have to like name it to tame it right and that's what the devil really does it like shows you all the like grippy addictive behavior you have like this non-healthy attachment and you know what is more addictive than racism you know it's like this country is completely addicted to racism and we Mm -hmm. saw that in spades Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we're addicted to like capitalism and um money over people what else are we well and
1: just i mean just the yeah how chained we are to the false notions that come along with it like that that people just in, in general as a whole believe like if you if you go to a random person on the street and you say you know um I think that you know not everyone should have to work you're going to be looked at like you have five heads it's like of course everyone works it's like and we just blindly accept that that it's like oh we have to work um that that's that's how it is you have to work and that if you are not working you are lazy unproductive yeah um and and a a waste of resources yeah um so it's like i mean and and thinking about just like How we get chained to those ideas and how that even impacts our own lives and like how we view ourselves too Um,
0: yeah i know i saw a little chart that had the amount of money all these countries were paying their people every month just because of covid so they wouldn't work and it was like 1800 a month in in ireland you know it's Mm -hmm. just like it went down the line and all these (laughs) european western countries you know are paying people livable wages to help supplement what they've lost in you know their job just to get them through and all these americans were like what is this what are you talking about this is a one-time payment they're like no this happens monthly um and it's because our country actually cares about us
1: (laughs) exactly go figure yeah and it's um you know it's it's just Interesting to, th- to think about the devil card with that, like the, the beliefs that we just follow, because we've been told, well, this is how it is. And so then we follow it. And we don't even question that, like, maybe this is a chain that is oppressive, that we don't really need to have around our necks but we're just you know sitting here with it loosely around our neck because we think that it has some kind of power over us (laughs)
0: right it's kind of like the defund the police thing like yeah when you say that people freak out but then when you say when you don't say defund the police and you say something like do you realize the police you know 80 percent of their calls are like mental illness Um, that they have to deal with and they're going in with a gun and a big bullhorn and they're activating someone who's in a mentally unstable place Um, what if we sent people who are actually trained in mental illness to help talk to somebody and get them the counseling and help they need people are like oh yeah that's great it's like yeah exactly (laughs) like why do we think this institution like is doing what we think it's doing like they're not out there shooting bad guys and stopping robberies they're actually shooting mentally ill people and poor people and black people because they have they can't discern because they're not trained to discern as easily as you
1: know someone who's in the mental health field so right well and i mean and then there's even also like um I mean, I grew up in, in suburbia and I live in suburbia now and it cracks me up when people who live in suburbia are talking about how, how much they like need the police. Like we yeah. need the police. And it's like, <laughs> we literally operate in a completely non-policed way Yeah, all the time in suburbia. That's how we live. Like it was rare that there would be a cop driving through and it would be just, you know, officer friendly driving through and he'd wave to the kids or whatever. It's like, we are not policed. Okay. (laughs) Like, um, I'm not sure what you're thinking you're needing them to do. Um, because yeah, it's like the times that, you know, they, they sometimes are doing things. You're exactly right. It's like they're escalating situations that don't need to be escalated and potentially causing harm. And then there's times that, but most of the time we don't need them. And I know that there's a lot of times that we need them and we call them and they, uh, you know, disinterestedly take your name and say, they'll look into it. Yeah. And that's it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. But I think that's like, kind of too we're the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn that's bringing in this new age we're also looking (laughs) at all that too yeah which is cool (laughs) I'm like excited to see what's going to happen um with in the next couple years I feel like this has been one of those years that has made forced us to look at all of our institutions yes so I mean that's not surprising because this year 2020 has been like an emperor year and the emperor has an interesting archetype. I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you see the emperor archetype?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, I'm gonna hold it up. whenever I work with him with clients, like I just, I kind of start off with like explaining him as the dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> daddy. And so it's like, you know, <laughs> he's daddy. <laughs> and so you think about all the different like things that can mean. It's like I think about just all the associations with with father, or with fathers and fatherhood in general. Yeah. It's like in the in the you know overwhelmingly i guess positive sense like he can be a really firm support yeah and guide and but then it's like when does he become overbearing and authoritarian and um another thing too with the emperor that i pick up on a lot too is like even just like absent father sort yeah. of stuff like the, yeah. the um the the tendency for for fatherhood to be absent Um, and I think like we've, we've seen all of that in 2020 where it's like, we have times where we have been controlled and abused and oppressed. And we've had times where we've been abandoned completely Mm -hmm. by daddy. And we've had times that we've like, just like, we've been desperately seeking the, the healthy daddy who's going to like take care of all of this and make it okay again and so we've all kind of had to learn as we've been like abandoned by daddy it's like we have to like be our own daddy um it's like okay so if daddy's not going to say that I can't go outside because it's not safe I'm gonna say it's that I can't go outside because it's not safe
0: yeah it's been interesting it's so interesting to think of that metaphor through this year and especially with like the president we've had because like even when he's like up tweeting a storm it's like mm. such a bad dad bad thing, dad <laughs> right where he's like so hyper vigilant on how he's perceived yes. versus what he's actually doing to help people yeah and, like that is such the classic narcissistic parent where absolutely. they only see themselves in relation to how their children are performing
1: absolutely um, absolutely it's
0: been very interesting because that's you know i guess that's part of what um is important about when you work with the card of the year you get the good the bad and the ugly of that archetype you don't just work with the light aspects of it you have to face Mm -hmm. and reckon with the shadow aspects of Mm -hmm. you know like it has felt so destabilizing this year and yet there's nothing more stabilizing than just being in your house all the time so it's kind of been this weird push and pull like I feel like I've gotten a little more agoraphobic and a little Mm -hmm. more like socially anxious, which I was already prone to do to begin with, but it's like, I get a little nervous hanging out with people. I can only handle people at small, in small increments. Like I'm not doing great with like being around a lot of energy, Mm -hmm. Um, which is the other part of the emperor which is that like massive stability thing.
1: Um, Where do you feel safe and all of that? So I talk to clients a lot about, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot about like Greek mythology and the different gods and goddesses as archetypes and everything. And um, we talk a lot about, you know, like the the battles between um, Aries and Zeus. Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen a lot of that too, where it's like Zeus in, in Greek mythology is the daddy, but he's all about logic and reason, right? And then yeah. you've got Aries, who is his least favorite son, um, <laughs> who, you know, is angry and hot headed and uh, very hypersexual sometimes, and just all these things that like Zeus doesn't approve of. And so then Zeus like shames Aries by like using logic, like, well, you have to be logical. And Aries is just like, I feel so much in my body, right? Like, and so I, was, I, I think about that and even just, um, you know kind of what we see with with rebellions in general like that's that's sort of what you see is that you know the rebels whether they are socialists or fascists or whatever if they're the rebels they're the aries archetype rebelling against dad and so i was thinking about that where how it's like we've had like aries kind of in in more than one way where it's like we've we've seen aries in the black lives matter movement of you know you have the the police who have you know the badge and, and the title and the jobs and whatever and then you have people who are being stomped all over and they're being told that they're being too aggressive that they're yeah. they're too much and so they're the Aries like rebelling against dad but then on the other end you have uh the Trump supporters and how in a lot of ways are Aries rebelling against dad too yeah um and it's like we as as the the left keep trying to come at them with logic thinking it's gonna work
0: yeah which (laughs) is you know it's interesting that you said that with trump supporters being aries because i really do think like within the structure of the right they definitely are this like wayward child in some ways the one that wants to shake everything up and you know that's what happened this last four years which is like we really realized like how polarized some of this thinking can be and how it's been um and so this like moderate conservative (laughs) ideals just seem so old and fuddy-duddy in some Mm -hmm. ways and and same with the moderate you know left it's they seem old and um out of date too and out of touch you know well
1: and that's that's the problem i think is that it's like you know people to the far right and people to the far left both agree that like shit's messed up yeah and we keep on both sides for our various things keep being told what the rules are yeah um and they keep thinking that that's going to work on any of us and and then we keep thinking that that's going to work on on the right and it's funny because it's like they're just like us in that sense that it's like um, I don't care what the rules are. I don't care what the rules have been. I don't feel good. Make it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is basically what they're, what they're crying out about. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. Make it better. Like, you know, dad's supposed to make it better, but unfortunately dad is just shaming us for, for reacting to his emotional unavailability. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean this president is, you know, to me he's like trickster
1: archetype, you know. Oh God, yeah, he's got that mixed in where it's like he's got trickster too. Yeah, he just wants to. He he's he's nothing of the sort. He's, I mean, it's like, I think that a lot of his supporters are, you know, definitely embodying that Aries energy to some extent, and then taking it to an inappropriate level, of course. Yeah, but I think with Trump, you're exactly right. I think that he's a trickster who knows how to play with that energy and provoke it and pull it out of people.
0: Yeah, Um, which is why the devil makes the most amount of sense. It
1: does, (laughs) it
0: does. And let me tempt you with this easy fix of you feeling good about yourself, you know. And so, you know, what does he write this permission slip for to like not have to um, be politically correct, not think about other people's feelings, not have to like, you know, make any concessions. You get to live the way you used to, you know, make America great again. Mm -hmm. Uh, basically means going back to a time where your jobs were secure whether you earn them or
1: not. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I hate to say it but right. it's yeah i mean right. i was going to ask you about the aries influence here because the emperor to me is such an aries card and yet it you know aries is kind of like the baby of the zodiac it's the like the one yeah. that you know is <laughs> screaming which is you know i i just did my a podcast of my essay about screaming and how vital i think it is and yes babies are like you know crying because they are screaming for justice you know Mm -hmm. i want to be fed and i want to be held and i want to be loved and i want to be clean and i want to be warm and they only cry because they don't feel unworthy of that and i think aries can be that you know the the kind of the the town crier of the 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 Mm -hmm. pulse of the community you know the one screaming like this isn't right we all need to be fed and we all deserve that so
1: yeah and as an Aries son I can say that has been my experience (laughs) where it's been like um you know I'm always the one who's fussy and I'm always the one who's been picky and sensitive and this and that and it's exactly right like you said it's the town crier um you know i remember when um i was told that i was i was the canary in the coal mine yeah um and you know the thing is is yeah um i think about that aries archetype like that a lot um because for me when I really let my Aries archetype out, it is the part of me that is very, very, very sensitive, very physically sensitive. Um, Because like you said, it's a, it's a newborn baby, but you're right. It's the part of you that remembers your true essence and that remembers um, your, your work, your inherent worth.
0: Um,
1: But yeah, at the same time, it's like, I think about, you know, other people like my, you know, I have a, you know, father-in-law who is an Aries yeah. and who is very much an angry baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, and, and yeah, you, you see that with, with Aries sometimes where it's like, you do sometimes have the the immature baby. And that's when I was younger and I would read about Aries son all the time. That's what I would read. And I'm like, I don't necessarily identify with this. I don't know that I'm selfish and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, self-absorbed in that sense that it's like, oh, it all needs to be about me. I'm just very, very sensitive. And that's what I found to be the case is that even when an Aries is behaving badly or that Aries archetype, like that energy in a person is behaving quote badly that really it's just feeling very overwhelmed and very very sensitive
0: yeah uh, that's such a good point i mean i have two aries babies <laughs> yeah so you know <laughs> yeah well you know i just noticed my daughter like she's becoming very she has over the past four years or whatever gotten really interested and read a lot about black lives matter and you know really really interested in justice And she really does that cancel culture thing, like where she's just like, this person once called somebody the N-word. I'm never listening to their stuff again.
1: I'm never talking to them again. Like she just like. That was 100% me when I was her age. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And that's
0: like, that's where I think, you know, she's 13. So I'm not, I'm not so worried about her being adult level mature you know like that's part of the growing she needs to do like at some point we realize that like all our heroes did something that we really hate and they've also have good stuff and um you know it's just it's just been interesting to watch how that Aries comes out where you know i think yeah okay i get it like I want to do that sometimes too and I love that sometimes Aries writes the permission slip for you to just be like fuck that I'm not
1: you're mm-hmm. out <laughs> you're all <laughs> and I think that that's really important because it's like I know that for me as an Aries child there were a lot of times when I was told you're very judgmental you're so harsh you're so critical But the thing is, is that I was a very, very, very passive person in general. And so what happened is when people repeatedly told me that I was being judgmental and critical, I was like, oh, maybe you're right over time. And so then I started, you know, associating with people who took advantage of the fact that I was very sensitive and easily overwhelmed and, um, you know, could, could use that to their advantage when before in a way me playing around with those very critical Aries mindsets was actually a really important part of me developing some of my, my inner strength and ability to discern because I otherwise had more of a challenge with that.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, it's a funny thing. My children are like that too. Like people would never think they were Aries because they're so quiet and introverted. Yeah. They would never like, i don't think you would look at them and immediately pick out that they're aries children but you know when you when they loosen up you can hear it you know you can hear the fight and i love i mean i love that spirit that is like what gets me going i'm always like you guys are going to change the world you know like my generation sucks you guys are rock like i know they're so much better (laughs) it's so funny i saw a great meme that was like um like kids in this generation and it had like a picture of them screaming at the cops like you know saying all this stuff about you know defund the police to the cop's face and then the next panel was like can you go up to the counter and order my coffee for me mom <laughs> like I don't want to talk hilarious that's and I'm like that's exactly how my children are they're like they would rather not buy a coffee for their like a a hot chocolate than have to ask somebody for a hot chocolate you know that (laughs) is so
1: funny i can relate to that so much oh my gosh (laughs) 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 it's funny like this year as a
0: quote-unquote emperor year like i didn't realize what the like relationship with authority was going to be because just to kind of go back it's like When you were talking about the absent daddy, like that to me has been the most important part was like the lack, yeah, the lack of authority and how much I wanted someone to lead and not just like be passive. Because, you know, I guess I always thought like, yeah, you know, less government is better. and And then it comes up to it, and I'm like, where is like,
1: where are our leaders? What is happening here? Well, and um, I think that's really the problem is that people always talk about it as like more or less government. It's like, I mean, you're a parent. Are you like more or less of a parent? It's like, no, you are the right yeah. kind of parent. Exactly. You, you parent where you need to parent, and you ease up where you don't need to. Exactly. And it's I'm not, not a conservative. More or I don't, less. <laughs> I know conservatives are usually like less well, government. But, you know, I tend to like think the best of people. You tend to think that like big brother is not something we want. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
0: (laughs) And it's not, you know, I don't want that. I want an effective.
1: Right. It's like, I, I want a father who will make sure that my basic needs are taken care of and make sure that this this pandemic is controlled but who will not then also take it upon himself to read my text messages yes (laughs) and like that's not a more or less it's a be like that's what being a a parent is is knowing that like you know, I, I guide and I support and I provide, but I don't control and restrict and spy on. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's actually like so hard to walk sometimes because, Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you don't, you always think like before, before I became a parent, I was like, I would never do this and that, but it's just so easy when they go to sleep at nine o'clock to like, I'll just pick up their phone and read what they're doing. You know? <laughs> and I don't do that, but it's tempting. Like when oh, other yeah. pe- parents put oh, yeah. like, uh, I get why you do that. I just, if I start that relationship with my kids, that's the relationship I get with my kids. Exactly. And I don't really want that, but well, it's yeah, then- a lot of unwinding because You know, literally, you'll see like, good morning America talk about how you should be
1: doing that, you know, and it's just hard, you know, so yeah well and and that I find just wild I mean. I remember, um, when I would go to um, the children's resource center at my old work and you know we were going for for forensic interviews and stuff with with kids. Um, that would come up a lot because there would be a lot of cases, you know, with, with adolescents and, and teens who maybe, um, you know, met up with someone that they met um, and then, you know, an assault happened um, or, or even just other various things with, you know, kids at school and the parents would say about, you know, wanting to, to read their kids' messages and all this stuff. And, you um, You know, I would say it was kind of interesting because generally the police that I worked with um, took the vantage point of "Mm, not so much, but there was one in particular that like the way that he would talk about it was really, really good. And it was just like, you know, your, your child has gone through something traumatic and what your child does not need right now is to feel like they are, that they did something bad.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and that they're being punished. And I think that that's just a good rule in general. It's like, like you said, like, it's like, that's the relationship you have. It's like, is the relationship you have one of like, oh, my kid can't trust me. Um, And my, you know, I am invasive and, (laughs) you know, control my child and my child feels like they need to then hide things from me that's going to be the automatic response. I mean, all kids are doing stuff that, that mom and dad wouldn't want them to be doing. It's just yeah. kind of
0: um it's kind of interesting because then we move from like the emperor year into a hierophant year. And there that also is a he kind of He a- does not like Playboy. No, he does not <laughs> And he's definitely got like a different kind of authority, but still
1: dealing with authority well he's he's like the authority's authority yeah
0: (laughs) yeah there's so much going on i mean they even look the same you know like in the way they're seated and present seated and presented Um, but there's so much more going on with the hierophant than than the emperor
1: mainly because he's not alone i guess i don't know yeah yeah the hierophant has the the two friars or whatever (laughs) yeah the wheeling in, in front hers, of them
0: the lily and the two
1: keys and mm-hmm. the path forward i was gonna say i mean it's it's funny because i mean the hero font is like i think most tarot readers least favorite um yeah. i remember seeing that in a forum or something it was like they had a bunch of people vote on their not like least favorite as far as interpreting, but least favorite as far as just least favorite. Yeah. Um, and everyone, like, I mean, the, the winner, not everyone chose, but the winner was the hero font. For sure. Um, but he's like one of my favorites. Um, Cause like, he's my birth card and it's just like Aries because it's like when I was a kid and I was an Aries son, I was like, I don't know how this relates to me at all. I don't like it. And so then I had to like find more out about it. And then I started yeah. to like it. And the same thing happened to me with the hero fant too, where initially I was like, oh, bummer. Yeah. (laughs) Darn it. I got this guy. (laughs) Um, but he's grown on me.
0: I like him too. You know, I once had a reading with Mary Beth Bonfiglio and she and the hero fant was like in my you now. And she was like, the hierophant, you're so lucky you've got the hierophant. She just kept going and gushing about the hierophant being the spiritual um, channel and like basically the intermediary between God and people. And she kept saying like, that's you, that's you. Mm -hmm. And I just, I never really thought of it that way because the Pope, like having been raised Catholic, the Pope was always like untouchable and so far away. And I think that's why people- probably don't relate to it very well because they think of him as so far removed from their experience and their lived life you know like he's the person you go through but what
1: if you are the pope <laughs> like what if you're well, the Yeah one? and and I mean that's the thing I mean like he gets you know really associated with like you know dogmatic teachings and um things like that but you're right like you like as your like job like your role is a hero font yeah like that's 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 what you do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I should put that on your IRS forms
0: <laughs> I know I never know what to write there
1: yeah just put a hero font
0: <laughs> oh my god that's so great
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean it's like he's when I, I tell clients that you know who have that birth card that you know he's not just the pope he's also um the advocate or the attorney he's also the counselor or therapist or the teacher or um the the spiritual leader just in general um like he's all these different archetypes potentially
0: yeah i'm writing down notes because i love this like i love thinking about him in different ways yeah um you know, I always think of him as the institution, you know, like whatever that is, marriage, right. um, the school, the the hospital, the institution, like the government. And that's why I like, I find myself like, oh, it's right. Institutions, yeah. You know, right. But then when I reverse him and when I get the hierophant reversed, I, I see the bohemian, you know, I see the one that flips all of that on its head and, you know, it's the the polyamorous couple and it's or triad or you know thruple or whatever you want Yeah, it's always that that bohemian artistic like spiritual mystic
1: yeah idea and i love the reverse tear event i just maybe because i relate to it well and it's interesting because in numerology i mean that is what the number five is is like the number five is definitely like the a very kind of shamanistic number um it's a a mystic and bohemian and um you know the one who can't settle down and i know for me when um i first went to a numerologist and they were talking about me being a number five that they're saying that like number fives have like extremely sensitive nervous systems and so that's why they're associated a lot with drugs is because you know you got to float away somewhere else to medicate away because uh, fives and especially 14 fives which is what I am like that they're very sensitive so it makes sense that temperance then is also associated with it yeah Uh, because five is a lot about overdoing and a lot of times they overdo because they're so sensitive that they just can't get enough they can't Um, help but
0: overdo yeah
1: yeah yeah. I didn't know
0: that like I didn't I mean, of course I knew that connection with temperance and hierophant, but I, you know, I love that. I've been thinking about temperance
1: a lot. I know. And we like, don't like that card, right? I know. I, but I, then, <laughs> Cause then you're recently, like, it's like be moderate. <laughs> yeah. Recently
0: I, I, I laid all the cards out and I'm going to do this. I laid all the cards out and I was like, okay, so we have death and then we have temperance and then we have the devil. And I kind of was like, okay, so you die and you get this like pleasant place that says, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, like the angel greets you and shows you the light, like shows you the path forward. And then this is the temptation of the, you know, like the the temptation of Christ, which is, Ah. hey, you can just have a normal life, right? That was the temptation of jesus which is like you don't have to be the savior you get to just have a normal life married and have some kids and blah 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 blah. that's what the devil did right i kept i started thinking about this like instead of it going like 13 14 15 what if it's like 13 and the two paths are the path of you know the easy easy connect like oh my god i love
1: this
0: i know it just kind of like we yes like I can offer you this path towards the light and you just have to give it all up (laughs) you have to give up all your attachments you have to like give up all of your beautiful anger and humanness and the suffering and the devil's like but you know it's really feels good when you have sex (laughs) right 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 and you're like wait hold on it does feel good when I have sex but anyway that's why like it changed my feeling about temperance a little bit
1: absolutely that yeah that really does oh my gosh I love that I love that Huh? yeah that's good Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like still like on it. I just like can't like
0: <laughs> come away it's from funny it. It's like, you know, well, you and I have been studying the Tarot for a really effing long time. Right. And then it's like, and so like when you have a new revelation, you're <laughs> like, what? You're like, holy shit. <laughs> what happened? But then going back to the hero like this is a dude, you know,
1: he's like, a the dude.
0: <laughs> Which is funny because I had a really small tarot class with my friend Caroline and with David. And these two, I'm just going to use their names. I won't use their full names. But David was like, this is not a man. This is a woman in drag. Like this is a woman pretending to be. Like she, he just could not get over how feminine the hierophant looked. And then on conversely. You know, actually, you're, you're right. I've, yeah. I've thought that and then conversely he was like and justice is not a woman that is definitely a man Mm -hmm. and so david's queer and he was like talking about like why don't we talk about like the gender bending that happens in these cards like the hierophant and justice where you know they're both shown as like asexual right but we think that oh it's the pope it has to be a man you know -hmm. and it's just it has to be a woman
1: but and i mean you know the the hero font has been um associated in some decks with like you know like kernunos and like these other um things and i was thinking about that with um well you have the five and the 11 and i mean 11 of course is a, a a spiritual number but i'm just thinking about that with the 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 ties with those two to shamanism yeah um and the the um gender bending or absence of gender that happens there so yeah it's really interesting that you say about like those two cards because yeah well and even um I mean even um temperance is very yeah. Very like prominent. what um, you know it would be like this is well whenever I talk about the temperance angel I talk about them in a gender neutral way or I think maybe sometimes I have used him or her but I've switched back and forth I think I've used every gender descriptor you possibly could and none <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) for the temperance angel and you're right i mean i think with justice too and then now even looking more at the hero font like i've thought that but yeah this is interesting it's really interesting that you said that that you
0: refer to temperance in gender neutral terms because i tend to genderize everything like every character here and like why not use gender neutral terms for those gender like androgynous
1: yeah temperance and justice in particular i usually talk in like kind of a neutral way or like i said sometimes i'll switch back and forth because there i know there's been times where i've said him for justice and i know there's been times where i've said her for justice yeah i should just just, use i didn't realize i was doing it but yeah and i and i know that i've used they too so but yeah it's like yeah (laughs)
0: It's just so heteronormative. I mean, like, hate to say it that way, but like, I'm so used to genderizing things and being like, default to he or whatever. Like, you know, if anything, this generation is teaching us is like, things are non binary. And we, you know, to continually, you know, categorize them in binary ways just takes away from it. If I don't know what the gender is, maybe I should just default to gender neutral right you know it's kind of interesting because does it really matter if the pope is a male or female i mean i guess that for catholics it does
1: yeah it's like well i mean i will say with with him i've always figured that um he is a man just because he's the pope but without that yeah i mean who's who's to say and and right exactly does it matter um, like I think in the Rider Wait, it I don't know I mean it's I, part I assumed it, it was a dude because it's a Catholic church and that's the only option or, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or whatever yeah. but, and the whole but, point of
0: the whole point of you know the man taking a vow of chastity is that he overcomes his basis desires so that he isn't like you know wanting to have sex and obviously we know that turns on itself and <laughs> causes all kinds of horrible horrible repercussions right. when you swallow your sexuality but i mean the idea here is like his sexuality is actually there and he is overcoming it to serve god better you know mm-hmm. like the sacrifice of that is important sacrifice right 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 but we right. don't kind of get that idea with the high priestess mm-hmm. as much huh. i wonder how that will play out like the hierophant the sexuality that's underneath it all for the hierophant i don't know yeah there's a saint saint marina and um she was like young and something happened i forget like i don't know if her she was getting persecuted because she was christian so she ran to like a monastery and pretended to be a male because she was like young and still hadn't developed and she pretended to be a boy for her whole life and then when she was in her 20s or 30s one of the local girls got pregnant and accused marina of being the father and of Mm. course that's like immediate expulsion from the monastery Mm -hmm. and so marina got kicked out of the monastery and continued to pretend to be a male and raise the child as her own and no one ever found out until marina died that she was a woman oh my god and that's what made her a saint was oh, that she just never gave up that girl's like secret that she could never have impregnated her um they never had sex obviously because the wife never knew or you know whatever i think they abandoned the child with him well her and uh so there is some interesting gender bending
1: wow. I, I love that
0: yeah i love that same story so
1: interesting
0: huh so what do you think 2021 is going to be like when we work with the Hierophant?
1: You know, I don't know. I mean, when I think of the the Hierophant, I mean, I think of him as like, okay, King Arthur is the emperor and mm-hmm. Merlin is the Hierophant. And so it's, you know, he's the one who like teaches Arthur how yeah. to be a king and... um helps guide him and helps him remember like what's important and like the whole purpose behind it all. And so I'm hoping that maybe we'll see some of that where it's like, okay, we've, we've, we've had a lot of focus on like the problems with the structures as they are. Maybe it'll be bringing up more questions as to why they are the way they are. Yeah. I think might be more of the focus where it's like okay we've we've seen what the problems are now why is it like that and you know what like maybe there's a hero font energy that has a a different way to guide us yeah I know like when I think of it
0: I think of like authority with grace and I mean grace in like that traditional sense of like like some spirit with it (laughs) yeah
1: there's soul
0: yeah with a little soul
1: yeah like like okay yes we're you know going to get things back in order or whatever and that's going to look however it's going to look but hopefully maybe this time there's there's a a greater purpose in mind with yeah. how we're doing it like it's not just about control it's about why do we need to control that do we need to um you know why do we need to do things like this do we need to do it like that yeah um well and even i mean the hierophant um as much as he can be about like dogmatic teachings i mean sometimes he can even be about Um, that energy of what we were talking about earlier, where you're saying about your daughter and cancel culture. I saw that a lot with me, with my own hero font energy when I was young, but I saw it as hero font energy, where it was like, I was very set on that. My political views were correct. And I still am, (laughs) but they, you know, I was set on, they are correct. And I am not going to bend to anyone yeah um i'm right period and so you know it's like that was kind of the attitude and so you think about that i mean you know at some point i did have to acknowledge like how is that really so different from a dogmatic you know christian or catholic hero font or a more conservative one um you know in some ways we mirror each other in some ways mine is a rebellion against but then it comes around full circle again yeah. you know that sort of thing um so so yeah i mean it's like i, I see that energy with the hierophant too where it's like um you know i think he can always have that tendency towards being dogmatic but if it's the type of dogmatic that we that we like <laughs> maybe it's more okay
0: I don't know (laughs) it's interesting I mean I struggle with that too because it's like I wouldn't they wouldn't be my political beliefs if I didn't think they were correct so that's what I struggle with but it's like
1: sometimes like like, I just think like you know that that really like that energy of the hero font that you know almost could be oppressive if taken the wrong way it could also be like helpful where it's like no you know what we all need to care about each other we're doing universal health care and i don't care what you say about it we're doing it yeah it's the right thing to do period and i i you know you can scream and yell all you want i'm doing it period you know that would be a hero fun awesome right like you but that was him right Uh, right (laughs) (laughs) it would just be that i'm right you're wrong end of story and it's like well who does that sound like yeah
0: i know no i mean i i'm hoping (laughs) like we feel the path forward is at least filled with like like i love that he's looking at two different paths like the one monk and the other monk because i feel like maybe that means that we'll have at least some peace between the two sides you
1: know I love that yeah that like you know they can maybe both come together and even though they have other sides that like you know maybe they can come and kneel before the same hero font at least for a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah which is like how it should have been this year which is who is the real leader in this country it's like the people you know because we're supposedly quote-unquote a democracy
1: (laughs) well yeah and i love how like what you said about the hero font that he's like the soul to to leadership and so like he's kind of just like an energy and so like just thinking about like you know the the different sides is like the different energies deciding to come before the same energy of of like oh yeah that's right the point of our leadership The point of having leadership at all is to make sure that people are taken care of and that hasn't happened and the hero font is definitely the type to be like you know you all need to be a little more generous you need to be good to each other like those are some of his teachings too right the Um, golden rule yeah like the, the golden rule period like that's that's his whole thing so like uh, maybe the, we'll yeah. see some of that
0: and the hierophant like in connection with the tower if we think about like america's card of the year right because once yeah. we move from the devil we're moving into the tower now so we're bringing down those institutions yeah. and it'll be interesting to see how the hierophant like is the light the beacon of light you know in that taking down of institutions we didn't think could be taken down so I don't know I'm hopeful I I am actually hopeful for 2021 because 2020 was such a shit show like you really couldn't predict anything Mm -hmm. that was happening Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. well and I mean I do kind of feel like I mean I don't know um it kind of reminds me of lord of the rings um the part where do you know lord of the rings much yeah yeah okay so like the part where um king theoden is possessed by um saruman the wizard so it's a king who's possessed by the, the wizard and then gandalf shows up and gandalf has now been given the role of the white wizard which is that's the wizard possessing the king yeah but Gandalf just got a promotion and the other wizard hadn't been given the heads up yet that he's not the white wizard anymore but Gandalf is um so Gandalf was showing up to let the other guy know that he had been fired (laughs) (laughs) and that I'm now in your job um but he shows up and it's like you have like this emperor that's so sick and twisted and yep. possessed by you know an, an evil force so to speak and and diseased and plagued right yeah. and then Gandalf the hero font, shows up and and like pulls the disease out of him pulls the wizard out of him and banishes him because you know he shows up as like no actually I'm the real hero font and so it's like I was thinking about that with like the election how people are like saying about it's like bringing up daddy issues it's like who's our real daddy oh no and it's like we keep looking to daddy but it's like we need to be looking to the hero font yeah Um, like I think that that's who we're really looking for is that that hero font
0: yeah absolutely. Um, because
1: he's the one that even when the emperor is failing and sick he's the one who shows up to be like no no we're putting an end to this like this isn't yeah. okay yeah yeah i don't
0: know so what's your card this year that you're
1: working with let's see 2021 is a uh five so four plus eight, twelve, three. Star. So I yeah, I'm on the star. Yeah, I had a tower. You had a tower year last year. Yeah, I had one of those a couple of years ago. Yep, it's been a it's definitely been a tower year. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm moving from a hermit year, which is interesting to i guess a wheel of fortune or a magician year whichever i want well both are yeah positive Mm kind of like the idea of moving from the hermit to the magician
1: but i do too i like that i like that because it's like he found that that light power on the inside yeah exactly Boom became the magician just hope I don't turn into an
0: arrogant asshole but
1: (laughs) I mean I hope you do a little bit like I think you could use a little bit of it (laughs) don't you (laughs) I don't know but you can use it you you could use a couple like shots of that like magician narcissism yeah you could you could I don't know I put myself up out there enough (laughs) to be narcissistic (laughs) I I i just think you could stand to use it it could be a good thing for you yeah
0: (laughs) i'll take that i will take it yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: um plus like i want to wear the robe and have a snake
1: right absolutely maybe that's like what i'll do is get a snake we're like oh here's my snake oh that would be so cool
0: (laughs) well thank you for talking this is so awesome as always yeah Um,
1: yeah it was
0: and so 2021 will I'm sure talk much more so
1: yeah yeah absolutely we will <laughs> <laughs> thank you we will.
0: thanks for listening to centered with me Angie Yangst. if you'd like to send me a question or comment about this show or any shows you can send them to Angie at com.